As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. Hello, and welcome to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. I'm Barbecue Ben, and joining me is... I've kind of, I'm kind of, I've kind of gone sick of Chicken Twisties, Jacob. I'm sort of, but I'm Chicken Twisties, Jacob, I guess. Well, that was really somber. Yeah. Um, anyway, we saw, what are we talking about today, Benjamin? Um, Dennis Villanueva's <laughs> dunk. <laughs> and joining us is uh, Lights Camera Jackson. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, no, it was Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Part one. Of three. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Nice. Um, so we so saw this film yesterday. We did see it with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. And now we are discussing it. Um, <laughs> and we are going we, to before we get into the the weeds of it. Um, I think we should give our background on both our experience of the the story of Dune and our experience with this. Uh, directorial person. Yep. <laughs> Director. I don't know why I said Directorial like that. person. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, so, my experience with Dune is twofold. Uh, David Lynch's film, which I think is pretty bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, at this point, you know, like, I know there's like a cult following behind it where people swear by it but I, I it was just I don't know it, it's just too much in 140 minutes yeah. and it just ended up just it was a misfire I'll just say that much it was a commendable yeah. misfire and the second part is uh, Dune 2000 the PC real time strategy game oh my god okay. which is That's I cut. well it was the first ever RTS I ever played and I I've probably sunk in god knows how many hours into that game I, I loved it as a kid um but yeah that's pretty much what I know about Dune so going into this I was like let's just see if I can get the story in a more cohesive fashion let's say yeah and in terms of Villeneuve I think he is good yes he has never made anything astounding to me. I really like Arrival and Enemy, but other than that, I think most of his films are just flat good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? I guess sort of similar. I'm a bit more... Um, you know, I've read the novel, and the novels it's not my thing, but it's just pretty good, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard to... Adapt, I guess. Um, Lynch's Dune is a film I really wish I liked more than I did. I, th- I think on as a concept, I like it more than yeah. in practice. And once again, Lynch himself would be the first to attest to that. Yeah. But yeah, look, it, it, it's a very commendable, very strange and unique thing. And in bursts, it's really yeah. There's some really great moments and sequences and like. I love the costumes. I love the weird VFX. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, people good. always make fun of those shields, but I think, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like for 1984 and like he, like it was, 
a choice was made, and I think they followed through on it. Yeah, and look, yeah. It, it's... Let me say, I'll get back into yeah. it with this film as yeah. comparison, but I liked that, you know, with Dune, I think you kind of have to take a swing yeah. if you're going to do a film adaptation. Yes, like, 100%. Obviously, there's Jeldorowski's, um unrealized Dune film, which sounded insane and deviated a fair bit, but... You know, I think you kind of need that real... Yeah. You know... You can't... Well, as yeah. this movie says, you can do a straightforward adaptation, but should you? Okay. And I think we should just get in. I, I, I know, but, but I, need, I need to give my background in Denis Villeneuve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, he is a good, competent filmmaker. <laughs> I, Going through his filmography? Just looking through his filmography... Yeah. Polytechnic's probably his best film. Um, I haven't seen it, no. Incendies is pretty good. Um, I haven't seen it either. Enemy's really good. Yeah, um, um, I'm not a... Uh, I will be the first to admit, I haven't seen his French language films, and that makes me a cratchit. I apologise. Yeah, yes. but... Um, let's just say, he once he started doing um, English language works and Hollywood works... That's when his profile really began to rise. I liked Prisoners. I like. I really liked Enemy. Sicario was a bit of a. Just didn't really hit for me. I like Sicario. I liked. I like. As I said, flat good. I yeah. I liked Arrival, even if I think some of his things kind of. I don't know, but. I didn't like Blade Runner 2049 too much. It was okay, but yeah. I think it was a bit too... How do I say this? I think Villeneuve definitely is a filmmaker who came around at the right time yeah. for this era because he's definitely inhabits the very fashionable traits of yeah. current contemporary filmmaking. You know, very flashy, yeah. very... Yeah. Very flashy about gritty, quote unquote gritty. Um, and he's technically he's very good. And you know, even in this up this new Dune film, like he has a he has a good sense of rhythm and editing. And like you know, he he obviously he's. I understand why Hollywood are just like, let's get this guy for Dune. He's a safe yeah. bet who commands a, who get he's got a lot of respect. But yeah. for me, he's just a little. Maybe I wouldn't really be feeling this too much if it wasn't just for the like complete worship this film he gets as a filmmaker nowadays. He's just a flat good filmmaker to me, yeah. which leads into. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong. No, with no, no. I think I think it's just I just feel like a bit of an outsider yeah. because I just hear yeah. people say he's the next Kubrick. Or... Yeah, but <laughs> continuing what you were saying with like he's entering this as like a the new herald of blockbuster filmmaking like to, like people compare him to someone like Nolan which I don't think there's even anyway near a comparison no. um, I think he's generally better with his smaller character work which is why this film Dune 2021 was such a big disappointment to me Yep. so I think we should just get into our thoughts of it yep. I think this movie is bad <laughs> I think it's a bad film um Especially because there is one character, Duncan Idaho, <laughs> and the rest are just cartoon characters. 
There's, and that's and that's actually insulting cartoons, if you ask me. Um, I think it is dry, overblown, and undercooked at the same time, and just flat out one of the blandest blockbusters I've seen in a long time. Um, well, thank it you is, for the last... Yeah. This is the last episode of Potato Chips in the Sidewalk. Because we're probably going to get, like, Twitter yeah. ratioed by there. Um, right, off the, right off the start, this film thinks it's going to be the new Lord of the Rings. And do you know what the, those Lord of the Rings films have in just abundance? Personality. Yeah. And this has absolutely zero, if you ask me. And... I'll let you say so we can get into the discussion, but let me just crack open my energy drink. Jacob, what did you think? Um, I'll say, I think overall it's an okay film. Okay. But I think I'm somewhat adjacent to you in terms of my issues with it. I have a feeling I am. At but least. I'm a, you're just a bit more forgiving than I am, it seems uh, like. Look, I, I, think, I think it's probably quote-unquote better than Lynch's but a way less commit commit like you know commendable and and as you're saying personality which I honestly I wouldn't have minded as much you know you know Dune isn't a flashy you know rompous adventure no it's not but like it's a very dry and dark thing but it's for me it kind of doesn't lean into the very almost academic sci-fi elements enough whereas like you know not a lot of people really would say this about lynch's dune but that film does interestingly and for better or for worse it leans into a very expositional yeah expository style yeah which i kind of think you kind of need for dune yeah whereas this film it has a lot of exposition but it almost seems like it needs to charge through it and i understand there's this whole thing about visual storytelling expository dialogue is bad yeah but i don't i actually don't believe that i just think a lot of films do it poorly well that's the but, thing is like a lot a tenant has been making the rounds again on uh on twitter and people complaining about how it's just people yelling exposition fair enough okay which is like, the thing is, is like, as you were saying, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think Tenet does it very well. And I think Dune could do it very well. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's yeah. what I mean. It's sort of... I think it tries to... I, th- I think the best way I can describe it is... It could have worked what it was trying to do. It just didn't land it emotionally for me. Okay. Because the thing is, I I don't know. I'm not sure if this makes sense. I feel like you either got to go real emotional, yeah, or you go real very cold academic, and it's it doesn't do either enough. Yeah. So it's kind of just in this middle ground, which I personally don't like. Look, I know a lot of people like it, and this might just be I just don't connect with Villeneuve like other people do. Well, I was going like, to say I think this is, this film is the realization that I just don't like Dune as a story. Fair enough, okay. Um, which isn't a fault of the movie, it's just, that's on me for not really vibing with 
what the story is. Mm. But I feel I feel like there's a, at least hooks in Lynch's version that interested me into wanting to see this. And that's I, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like if this is because this felt like just a very plot point after plot point adaptation to me because I haven't read the book so I don't know for sure if that if it is yeah. but it to me this is, feels like this is how do we make a very safe version of Doom yeah and look I, I, th- I think the assignment was understood <laughs> let, let, let's make a version of Dune that you know is somewhat tangible and yeah easy to understand and on that part it works yeah I yeah I don't know I, for me I, I think what what I like about the film is I like a lot of the way it's edited I think um I I, I said a lot of it okay. I I, I do, sorry, I'm, I made a face then I sorry. kind of I kind of like the wistful rhythm of like okay. the opening montage and um oh, the sh- montage yeah and um oh. <laughs> I, I, uh, that's what, that's one of my points. Okay, but, but, it thinks it's Lord of the Rings, but that, that, uh, yeah. that, that's what I mean. Yeah. It, it, I think it should have lent in a bit more towards that. Yeah. But then you got the Charlotte Rampling scene, which like um, it's a very hard, it's a very hard scene to do. Yeah. But the way when she commands Timothy Chalamet using the voice, yeah, she, the way, the way the editing is almost fragmented, like. You know, she says, "Come here, Neil." Yeah, and it's, it, it's yeah. quite fragmented, and you kind of yeah. feel these lapse no, of consciousness. I think that that's... stuff is good. I was t- when I made a face of the editing, I was talking more about the structure. But go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah but it's. I think th- this film does have bursts, and particularly in the dream sequences, where it's very rhythmic and lyrical, and yeah, I kind of wish they lent lent in a bit, and they kind of do because I understand Paul. It's a hard thing to do with Paul sort of awakening. Yeah, we haven't described the plot of Dune, and to be honest, I'm not going to because. But okay, well, the, well, the premise for the, the broad strokes. Um, there's a spice mine on the planet, or the entire planet is a spice mine. Spice is a valuable thing in the universe. Um, a the house houses like the great houses of the emperor and stuff like that. One of them ruled it for hundreds of years. They've been taken away by the Emperor and given to Pole's family. Um, and it's a trap, basically, because the Emperor is scared of the popularity growing in the Atreides' house of Pole's household. Mm. Basic gist of it, very Game of thrones Yeah. Which, in concept, I like. Uh-huh. In this film... I, I don't know how many times I can go in circles and say, like, I didn't like stuff. <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes yeah. that's just how it is. Um, my, see, going back to what I was saying, my biggest problem with this is the characters. Where um, the example I want to use is Gurney, played by Josh Brolin, <laughs> um, who was played by Patrick Stewart in the 1984 version. Where Patrick Stewart, to me, ha- felt out of place in that film. Where he plays like a very... Um, he's he's kind of like a World War One general royalist in in that film. Where like I, I, I just don't feel like it 
his performance suited that. But then they went the complete opposite direction in this one where Josh Brolin kind of plays him as like a religious zealot. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, it just there's a middle ground between those two. And it's just, I don't know, like his, his personality is that he's loyal to the house. Yeah. And that's it. I think, um, I, I gotta say, even though I didn't find this version of Paul that interesting, I think Timothy Chalamet, for the most part, did a really good job at it. Because it, it's hard to really play someone who's A, very young and, you know... Yeah. Obviously, like, wide-eyed, but also has to have this wisdom. Yeah, like, it's, it's less about... For me, the performances are more about the characterization. No, I, I, I get you. And um, like the thing is, it's like I think Rebecca Ferguson as that sort of character, you can't go wrong with that cast. She's great, yeah. But it's just, in there was something off about every character to me. Like, and Oscar Isaac, I, I there was something just about him where they were like. They were leaning too hard into being him. He's the benevolent oppressor. Where they were like, you're like, you have to, like, audience, you, you're meant to like this guy because, like, he's, he's trying to do good for role. And I don't, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Well, let's talk about some of the positives, though, because I feel like, uh, yeah. I, th- I feel like that are. Uh, it's not all bad, but I think overall it is. So, yeah. I wouldn't say it's bad. I think it's just, um, Inoffensive and while obviously very good technically, it just doesn't really leave any lasting emotional or even yeah, yeah. or even intellectual yeah, well, um, impression. Yeah, but speaking of technicality and good, I thought Greg Fraser did a a wonderful job because mm. I it's very easy for a desert setting to lean into the Mad Max Fury Road of all and saturate the hell out of a desert because yeah. people are like oh the red dirt, the blue skies like it makes it feel hot but to me the 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 very like it's like a like a bright yellow yeah for most of it and that is what made me feel the heat of it like there was um like the white skies where it just it just felt i don't like it looked hot yeah. To me. Um, Except for the one scene where Timothy Chalamet is walking outside and not even breaking a sweat. <laughs> but yeah. Does anyone even sweat in the... Anyway. Um, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to... Not going to open that can of worms because yeah. apparently there was some discourse that we missed because we got this film late, but... Oh, really? Was that a thing? I think okay. so. But, um... Yeah. It's, um... Look, I think Greg Fraser did a very good job. I have to commend Villeneuve on this part compared to his previous blockbuster, <laughs> 2049, where, personally, and I know this is a hot take... The Las Vegas scene? No, I think uh, that too much of Blade Runner 2049 cinematography by Roger Deakins... Uh, handsome... Yeah. Handsome... <laughs> handsome man. <laughs> handsome um, cinematography. Yeah. But... I know, I felt that... Villeneuve was more interested in the aesthetics of the world instead of the world guarding the aesthetics. Whereas with here, I felt that Villeneuve and Fraser were more immersed in the world and created the the visual style was made for the world, not 
the world yeah, exactly. being made to yeah. accommodate the Definitely, visuals. Yeah. Whereas I kind of felt there was that other way around in Blade Runner 2049, yeah. which is what turned me off about that film. Yeah. And look, I, I like visual indulgence, you know. I'm, mm. like, come on, I, I'm a Malik guy. <laughs> you know, like, it's... It's... But I, I don't know, it just didn't really work for me in Blade Runner 2049, whereas I feel like Ridley Scott found that nice little middle ground. Because yeah. film is a visual medium and, you know, you have to have a reason for it to be visual. Yeah. But I just think it was a bit more tastefully done in Dune than it was in Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, definitely, yeah. As I said, um, Timmy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson are really good in it. Um, Jason Momoa was really good in it. That's what I'm saying. Duncan Idaho, I feel he was the only one that really had any good characterization because, like, I don't know, like, it was between him and Paul, there was, like, the only real relationship that I could see. I sort of felt... I felt... The Rebecca Ferguson and Timmy Chalamet was well, but I only felt that through Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, like, and I was gonna say with um, Oscar Isaac and Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, it was like their entire relationship is one scene at the beginning where Oscar Isaac's like, "I just, I'm happy you're my son," <laughs> and then that was like the end of it, pretty yeah. much. I, yeah, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have whole much. I don't really. Look, think a lot about this film. Look, obviously, it's a part one of. Well, that's the thing. A lot of my issues with this is that it's part one, mm. and we were discussing it last night after we saw the film. Yeah, this film was made in a vacuum, where it was banking on its success at the box office before they greenlit part two, and there is a high chance that without the circumstances surrounding COVID that this would on a re- normal release schedule, I can see this being a massive box office bomb yeah. and it failing. And then them not green lighting well, I- part two. <clears throat> and then this, mm. this isn't a full story. It's, it's like, it's not even like it's, if they had filmed them back to back, I feel like I'd be a lot more forgiving of the half a story thing, but it's just kind of, there was a high chance that this was all it was going to be. Well, I don't really care about that, to be honest. Yeah. In fact, I honestly kind of find it endearing, like, in a kind of pathetic way when, like, films just kind of blow their load too quickly. Yeah. Um, with, like, oh, we're setting up a sequel. But yeah. I, I do take your point and... Look, I, I'm not sure... I don't know if it would have been an outright flop. Because when was it meant... It was initially meant to be released... 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think like a full year before. I, I, I do yeah. I do believe that this is partially because I think people want to be involved in a new long-form mythology in film. Yeah. And, you know, I can see Dune working at that. And I think the part, yeah. the story going forward is, at least to me, is where it gets more interesting. And... Oh, no, definitely. Like, I feel like um, part two could... I could, in hindsight, after part two, I could enjoy this one more. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'm not excited for a part two. Okay. Um, I know a lot of my followers um, yeah. love Villeneuve and love this film, so I apologize. Yeah, okay. But also, I don't really apologize. Yeah. But um, and one last note I, I forgot to mention um, yeah. <laughs> that with me talking about this film really wants to be Lord of the Rings, but as you said, it leans itself more towards a diplomatic. Talky, well, techno babble kind I, of sci-fi. I, I, I don't think it does that enough. Yeah, I don't think it leans yeah. enough into it. No, I think that's what I'm saying. But like, it, 
and me saying it wants to be Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In the middle of this film, pretty much the dead centre of this film, there's a surprise attack battle sequence where it doesn't... It can't decide whether it wants to be an extended epic battle or it wants to be a very swift, in the middle of the night, sneak attack. Do you know what I mean? Where, like, it, it, like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too, where it's just... Yeah. It, like, it, di- it didn't decide whether it wants to be this full Return of the King Minas Tirith <laughs> sequence. Yeah. Okay, so what, are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm just thinking of um, the Snyder Cut and the, <laughs> the assault on Athena on Olympus <laughs> in the Snyder Cut and how that just felt like it was like... Well, that felt like... It was like 40 minutes of like... That's when we were like... We just... We were... And it... And it worried. <laughs> so I, I'm just glad it wasn't that. Yeah. And look, yeah. thankfully, that's not a cut did pick but, itself up but, after, but... But do you know what I mean? Where it's like... It didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah, I, I, I think... It, I think it went for the safe... Middle ground route. Yeah. Didn't take too many swings. I, I, what one would say, it doesn't. It, perhaps it doesn't need to, but I don't know. Just it just it looked too big for how small it was. If you get what I mean, that's kind of what I liked about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it. Again, I'm probably in the minority for people on this film. I guess I'm probably but, in the minority as well. Yeah, but I don't know. I just. It didn't do it for me. Okay. And I guess part two could turn me around if it... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just tired. I, like, I've like i seen so many th- like two hour, two and a half hour to three hour movies in the last however many weeks. And everything's being released at once. And I can't keep up, and I'm tired. <laughs> I just this film, I think, was just the breaking point for me, where I just. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I like long films. So do I. But this was a long road to nowhere. Thank you for listening to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. I've been Barbecue Ben, and it's been Chicken Twisties Jacob coming right at you. Oh my god. Goodbye.